Hello and welcome to the Daisy's Dar Life show. This has been a wonderful week for all of us here in the Bay Area, slightly sunny and beautiful as always. Today's a little cloudy, but we have a lot of hikers out there having a fun time. Of course, the maskless mandate come, came in from CDC, and if you are vaccinated, which I'm sure you are, you can go out maskless. And if you are vaccinated, you can even go in a a maskless. But having said that, if you are not vaccinated, please walk in into your nearest pharmacy, CVS or Walgreens and get yourself vaccinated. What are you waiting for? Vaccinations are essential. Do it because it's your civic duty. Do it because you care for your health and you also care for the health of your neighbors and friends. Vaccinations are your civic duty. Please get yourself vaccinated against COVID-19. It is essential. Now we're here with some really interesting people and we're gonna have a super fun conversation. We're here with the uh, fans of a very popular television serial that shows on Star Plus. Since we didn't get Star Plus here in North America, we watch it on Hot Star USA and Hot Star Canada. And this show is called Shori or Anokiki Kahani. And we're here with, with some fans who have dialed in all the way from India. And we're going to have another fun conversation this week. Of course, we're going to get a lowdown of the story. And then, of course, as usual, like every week, we're going to pick up one social topic and have a discussion around why this topic is important for these ladies. So you know why we picked this up? Because daily soaps in India have stereotyped the image of the good Indian girl. And one thing that always really has fascinated us here in North America has been that, you know, the real good Indian girl always wears Indian clothes. The bad Indian girl does not wear Indian clothes, she wears Western clothes. For some reason, that stereotype has stayed with us. And it's, it's so stereotypical that it's almost, um, uh, it's almost funny for us. It's, 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 it's not something that we really identify with anymore. The real good Indian girl speaks fluent Hindi. So if you're not a real good Indian girl, you don't speak your mother language. You, she cooks scrumptious food. She carries a no makeup face. She's shy to the core. So if you're not shy, you're not a good girl. So these stereotypes are, are so prevalent in in Indian daily soaps, that for some reason, if you are outspoken and you are, you're not that character that the Indian soaps portray, somehow you're not acceptable to the Indian society. And in a world where we're, where women are breaking stereotypes, these shows, these serials portray women that are so out of place that for some reason, the Indian mind has become a junk. And no longer does the new Indian woman identify with what is being shown to a normal Indian family on telly. And we are here discussing why this happens. So here we are with the ladies. Let me introduce them to you. We have Supriya, we have Sumi, we have, an, uh, we have Shreya and Manushi. And they've logged in all the way from India. And we're going to talk to them about their favorite show. They are fans. They're part of the Shaki family, they call themselves, the Shorinoki um, or Anoki Kahani family. And they are fans of the show because this show is a different one. This show is breaking this stereotype, not caring about what the rest of the shows in the telly are really portraying. And it's talking to them. The show is talking to them. So let's talk about what the show did this week again in a, in, in, in a weekly roundup for what happened in the show. And then we'll talk about a very important topic. Uh, why? And the topic for this week is why is middle class, being middle class shown so toxic? in Indian series, in Indian serials. So let's start with, uh, with let's start with Shreya. Shreya, you know what happened this week. Uh, let's talk about, let's get a brief lowdown, you know, a 30,000 feet, two minute lowdown on what really transpired this week on the show. So this week uh, can be divided broadly into three main uh, 
categories one is bubbly finally standing up for with uh, to vinith and you know protecting her her sister finally like she's getting into and, that and, and we had a very good discussion of domestic yeah. violence last week so if you people if if our listeners haven't had the chance to listen to this discussion it's on our instagram it's on our facebook it's uh, it's on our youtube and it's also available on a podcast for a download then the second half was finding shorya like you know finding nemo the, the same way finding shorya so the chase of you know finding shorya and his kidnappers has finally you know taken the pace and the third thing was you know why wasn't anoki crying a lot and now that she's you know now that she finally knows shorya is has been missing and now she's you know getting in that uh, jugni mode like, you know be, back into the fighter mode so we can see her you know getting uh, into that action heroine kind of mode and which we all love the badass queen you know finding her man like finding fighting for her man so we are looking forward to that that is amazing so this is how this woman is different and this is what we love about her the fact that she doesn't just sit there and cry and wait for somebody else to help her she does it all by herself and she's not your quintessential indian tv film female lead who would sit there cry she believes in doing things herself she helps herself and she also stands up for herself and that's what we absolutely identify with as as modern indian south asian women don't we right yes. so perfect sure. so let's let's go round robin on different aspects of the show this week and let me start with supriya uh, supriya round robining here uh, uh, this aspect of uh, uh, the, the, this aspect of um, uh, you know the fact that physical abuse is of course one aspect of of uh, domestic violence this mental constant mental abuse now i wouldn't uh, having an abusive family is 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 crazy i mean it's not that um, only bubbly is being domestic is 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 a, a victim of domestic abuse kanchan is a victim of domestic abuse yes. the fact that she has she and gayatri both have to deal with a very um controlling uh, davy that is domestic abuse the fact yes. that that entire family has to deal with devi and tej sabarwal's regressive uh, attitude and thought the fact that you have to live with the, uh, with with people who are threatening you all the time that if you do not conform to their standards of living or their way of living you will face some kind of consequence isn't that abuse as well yes absolutely and that was brought out very beautifully uh, this week and um, i did bring that out um, when kanchan tells yash that you know i got courage from bubbly that i can stand up now so it was very uh, beautifully subtly brought out and she was being abused by two things one by uh, devi's power and the second by the conditioning of the society where the society expected her to adjust in the marriage and keep the marriage floating despite the thorns despite her being made to feel inferior and uh, being made to say that she is not educated enough or she is not equal enough to yash so that was a amazing uh, point you know that i really felt uh, was brought out this week beautiful so um so so then again uh, I, i think not only did she realize that she needs to stand up for herself but she also got a lot of power from from firstly uh, bubbly taking a stand and secondly anoki being the being the um being the catalyst in this entire yes, process yes yes absolutely yeah so that so, uh, that so also helped yeah that also sorry, helped sorry say again i said anoki being that a helped. catalyst also helped and i think yeah, but uh, yet one... she do, she doesn't know she she doesn't know the decisions that anoki has taken because anoki hasn't spoken to her about her own decisions right she she hasn't spoken about the problems that she's had with taking a stance uh yet and i don't know how that will pan out yet because that hasn't been spoken to but i'm pretty sure anoki will talk it out with uh with sharya uh before they so. they take it anywhere have having said that the fact that she saw bubbly being beaten the way she 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 was that physical abuse 
and and then uh, then she decided that you, you know she'd already taken a stand stand with yash and she was she was taking it out in another way she was taking her anger out by spending money that that's her way of dealing with her angst uh, and and then she decides that she's going to do whatever she's going to do she's not going to listen to them if they want her coming she she's not their she's not a puppet that they send her away and now they want her coming back she, so, so she's kind of defying them in her own way by not listening to them uh, but but she's also kind of take this is her way of taking uh, taking a stand for herself so i'm wondering what else she will do she she's in that mode right now so she so she's turning rebel so i don't know how far she'll go with that uh but but having said that yes um that is abuse uh, that emotional abuse is is has far greater uh, uh impact than physical abuse physical abuse is of course it's it's far reaching it stays with you for a very long time but emotional abuse is is crazy it 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 has far reaching impact too so sumi uh this entire um we spoke about it last week too but this this very uncanny relationship um that um, that asta and devi have seemed to developed what do you think about that it kind of it came it kind of evolved this week one aspect was it as being mothers like however bad mother devi is she is still a mother to shorya and as a mother i would in a way and understand that constant fear and kind of terror that a mother goes through when the child is missing so that i think that is the only place of similarity between devi and astha i mean if i cannot see a bonding between them because astha is devi's nemesis the minute astha enters devi's control and reign will completely shut down and she knows that that is the devi that is devi's biggest beef with uh, even anokhi because she feels if anokhi enters the sabarwal mansion mansion it will somehow lead to astha's entry and that is her biggest threat i mean she's really scared of it so this starting me i think she was just trying to um, have a bond with astha probably because she realized shore is going to flip on her when he comes back so to have somebody supporting her and maybe you know trying to pacify shore ki she did what devi did what she did you know because of the feeling of motherhood and she loves you you know that she she's trying to get astha to her side just for that point only but obviously she is not somebody who would forget her colors and the minute you know anokhi entered today she actually showed who she is and you know she is not going to listen to us i mean she she clearly told astha that please be quiet in my house again she's back to where she always is you know so that was a farce that she created devi Astha may genuinely feel sorry for Devi, but I don't think Devi has in her capacity to feel sorry for Astha ever, because you know she's the one who is. Uh, I don't think she she will. What what be what, an I really, what what I really find confusing is this entire. Is Devi a player or is she getting played? I really don't get it. At some point in time, she's playing everybody. You know, she's the manipulator, and then she suddenly gets manipulated by, by uh, Shagun. How? I didn't understand the character graph at all. I did not get that play at all. Manushi, do you want to say something about that? Uh, yeah. So what I think about this whole dynamics is Devi is the master player of it all. Okay. And about her being Shorya's mother, I think she takes that as a title of honor or as some trophy that she wants to bestow on her own self every day. That you know, yes, I'm Shorya's mother. Yes, I'm Shorya's mother. But to, with Devi and Asta's dynamics, I think Devi is a person who can never empathize with anybody. Even when uh, Shorya was missing, she was concerned that what if he would flip back at her? You know that was eating her raw every minute. Uh, she was thinking that Shorya Kunia, Kunia, and all the ruckus that she created because she knows Shorya has literally gone berserk, and he's not going to trust on Devi again. Yes, he will respect her till some extent. for all the curse that she has uh, you know shown on him but shorya has broken off the shackle and asta and devi dynamics i think devi somebody who will never care about not just asta anybody for her her power is a supremacy it's like she has to have that power to breathe like that power is everything for her that you know she needs that power for every 
thing in that house be it controlling kanchan or be it controlling akta or be it controlling shorya or anybody for that matter and tej is the master player of it all like he has the latch to control devi and i think that's really funny as for but, me but he couldn't control her today right you saw he, he was running... because yeah devi has been like that she never likes to be controlled even by tej for that matter What do you think? What do you think about that, um, um, Shreya? So what happens is like I think uh, Shagun at the end knows uh, Devi cares about Shorya, and she's really insecure that what if uh, because of Shorya, Devi eventually accepts Anoki as his as her daughter-in-law. So she's trying to poison her again uh, as uh, Anoki's model. You know that she's a uh, you know a gold digger, or maybe she's not like she's of loose character or questionable character or something like that. So maybe that's her play. That because she feels insecure that maybe eventually Devi will have to accept a Noki as her as her daughter-in-law. Second, uh, second, what I think is uh, Sage and Devi has this. I think they have the best couple relationship in this entire show. Sorry to be the voice of an unpopular opinion, but they have like they told each other. Like uh, ask like Devi would you know seduce Sage in front of everyone. She would be like Sage, Sage as like she is like she has like hundred like she'll go hundred above decibel when talking with everyone else. But when she talks to Dave uh, Sage, she'll be like she'll be very soft and like gentle. Okay, oh my god, like she'll do you know get those you know womanly plays together. You know she'll try to you know calm Sage down because she knows that he holds the purse. Still, he is the man of the house, and she like she's that manipulative woman who knows that her husband is an alpha. But you know, she's the uh, smart one. Like she's like Cleopatra, if you would agree to that assessment. <laughs> I, I love well, I love the equivalence that you just created. Oh my God, you get you getting my mind working in that one. God, so, so Priya, you want to say something? So you won't believe it if I say that Devi is also abused. Let's talk about that. That's so incisive. I, Let's talk about that. Because why I feel Devi is abused is Stage has her under the control. So, so when some some weak woman is inferior, the only way she could show up is through her power control, control. through right. the power dynamics of the household. Right. Psychologically, And, that makes sense. If somebody is controlling somebody else, they have been themselves controlled through childhood or or their youth. You're right. Yes, and the second insecurity which Tej might have used is her childlessness. Childlessness, a barrenness, which is a big stigma in the society. For so a she woman, she's latched yeah. on. Yes, for a woman. So she's latched on to Shorya, who is the main heir of the whole kingdom, who is smart, who is intelligent. who is the heir who can run the kingdom so devi knows that shorya being the kingpin after tej if she has shorya on her side a power control will her power dynamics will not be disturbed and that is when she started cultivating shorya but at the end of it she is a mother too so however opportunistic or power control women are motherhood is also there somewhere she she's still selfish but she's still a mother so the dynamics between asta and uh, devi are two two prong one is that of a mother who is scared to lose that control the second is the genuine fear that she will lose the son because son will attach himself to the biological mother which is happens to many adoptive women across the globe many adopted parents they are very scared they don't even want to reveal so so it's a two prong dynamics which are happening and it's very interesting the way they're showing it out and it's not very it's not an easy concept it's not a very uh, easy thing to show but then yes they are doing the actually actually it's been shown uh, pretty well because you see that conflict in her she's she's not really a mother yet she's posing to be a mother and she's really acted extremely well you have to give it give it to alka badola the way she portrays her emotions you know some she, she she's a very selfish woman because she's self-centered 
right? And she 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 portrays that very well. She does that emotion doesn't come that motherhood emotion doesn't come easily to her. So she's really OTT with her emotions. She's melodramatic, uh, whereas Asta is controlled because that emotion is her real. So you can see that you you can see the real versus uh, versus uh, affected emotion on display, the two of them together. Um, Asta is controlled because she's secure. Totally, she, she and, and she's she's secure in her emotion. Also, she let her son go because she knows that he's my son. He'll come back to me. Whatever happens, it's he's not going anywhere. No, nobody can take my son away from him. Even if he hates me, there's still emotion. Yes, hatred is emotion, right? For her, and and even if he hates it, she takes it as a positive because there's still emotion attached. And for 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 uh for Devi, even the love is is not enough because because she is not sure how long the love is la will last because she's scared the truth will come out. It's it's not, uh, it's not finite enough. Even the finite is not finite enough for Devi because she's scared that her lies will will come out and she's always scared for the lies and now for some reason the the lies have started coming out with anoki's entrance and that is what is bothering her most so i think i think we got we got the summary right i think the last scene of the week was the most uh, amazingly executed scene of the week i absolutely loved not only not only the way um the batma executed the scene i loved i entirely loved that entire uh, scene what do you think about it um who wants to take it sumi yes it was a brilliant scene uh something uh, which is a very uh, admirable quality of anoki is she always uh uh says her points but she does it in a very respectful manner there is not a line of disrespect that she crosses she does mm -hmm. not raise her voice she does not shout or scream or go over dramatic she remains calm poised but she says it says it very clearly so that the person has absolutely no misconception of what she's trying to say but she and said that that she, she 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 was so respectful to her and she put her in her place she called her yes, mother <laughs> yes and if somebody else would have been like if they show an indian television on dramatic effect they would take the money and just throw it in the air or you know they would do stuff like that she has no tantrums as such she just did no, it and best part is yeah yeah the best part is she devi gave that money as a price of her love you know price for her love or care or attention or whatever she wanted to call it but anoki took out the photo of shores photo and she she rotated it like you know to ward off the evil eye so she turned a very disrespectful very negative emotion into a very powerful one spiritually as well as you know uh, positively like she said okay you give the money and it's not it's not the cost of my love it is the cost of clearing of your misconception i think it was one of the most powerful scene remarkable scene i've seen in indian television because i did not see that coming at all and i was like i did not see it coming it was so powerfully written whoever wrote it you have to give it to them and it was executed so well and you know that look on look on asta's face you you can see her body lift and her face i mean you saw you saw her pride it was so beautifully done she didn't know what anoki was doing and the moment she realized what anoki did you saw her body lift with pride that this is my girl <laughs> you know and the same contrast to shagun because shagun was feeling proud of the fact that she managed to instigate devi uh, against anoki and but devi the way it happened she, she devi did not know what hit her <laughs> devi even shagun did not expect her anoki to rise like that it's like a clear victory of anoki over Every plan of theirs, it's like she slapped them without without raising a hand. Nothing. It was so beautiful. And, and even even Sean did not know what hit him. And then he was like, "Okay, this is because they don't Dance. understand. They they just they, this might be the first time that everybody in the room understood what Shorya sees in Anoki. A girl who fights for her rights without... and who is different from everybody else. I think that two two uh, summary this... of sense." 
sentences right there for her and and even i mean of course this uh, gayatri has no dialogue but her expressions are like it's like she's a piece of furniture over there like she has like one line in three episodes right now but her expression also kind of changed for the first time <laughs> in, in like three three episodes <laughs> literally but but honestly even even um um uh, uh tej's expression was like okay this is not somebody this is not a girl we will take lightly now because she was smart enough to convert that situation into something nobody could have even viewers couldn't have thought that exactly. this would happen um she won that round so effortlessly and so nice. i think that was an inspirational scene you know learn how to fight your battles like anoki without raising your voice without losing your calm but say upon i mean i would take i would like to behave like that in such situation totally it, that scene was so inspirational um, so um let's now move on to uh, the the most important topic of discussion why so so this entire thing was when she goes and she sees uh, anoki dance um shagun uh, she sees kanchan dance her 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 first expression and, and so does devi devi demeans um anoki she demeans um uh, gayatri she demeans their whole business plan is to get middle class girls and then be able to rule over middle class girls because they listen to them what is this entire story with middle class girls why are middle class girls looked down upon in indian society and why especially in indian serials are they demeaned like this why are they supposed to be inferior people uh can we karisha was priya okay um so we need to understand the conditioning so primarily the conditioning of the middle class society is can we a little louder for me please yeah sorry can you hear me now yeah so the primary conditioning of the middle class society is camera um uh, is uh, that the girls um have to be married off so even if they are educated the education is meant for marriage because if they are educating their girls at least to a graduate level or postgraduate level they will get a very good guy maybe from us from uh, america so this is the primary conditioning conditioning number 1 and the second conditioning is like you know if you are married then you have to adjust somehow or other so the so they the primary conditions that they look at oh family is good elite academic highly business class what more do you need they don't think about the girl's identity they don't think about the girl's dream they don't think about the girl's self uh, this thing so this is a general uh, conditioning which happens in and around the society and there is a divide between them and the rich class so that is what is being shown in the series very more often than not so it's not like you know um, i i have seen it personally myself across the small towns across the cities and i have seen it in my family too so um, i can continue but then if you want me to stop Hi Scott. Scotty, hello. Hello everyone. I'm sorry to interrupt. What what not were we talking about? Not at all. We've been missing you. How's your cold? Hi Scott. It's Did not you great. catch up with with Milson Boone yet? <laughs> no, um I have not yet caught up with Milson Boone, but that's going to happen, I promise. Sure. I promise. Uh Chris my cold Scott. Hello Sumi. Hello. Hello Supriya. Hi, hello. Scott. I I I apologize for butting in. So please continue. I want to hear this interesting conversation. So let's let's get back to sure. where you were. Yeah, so I was talking about the middle class. So you know, um and interestingly enough as I was talking to Chandra, I myself faced it in school. So in my school when I was a middle class and I had friends from very high rich class, there was this uh, restaurant joint called Nirulas. I used to go only for parties. and then they said oh you go only for parties how can you go only for such small snacks their nirulas offers pizzas offers so many things you don't even know what this is this is the kind of ridicule 
you know these rich people have over the middle class but then it's it's how you stand up so i stood up to them i said yes i know only this much and i am proud of it so that they backed up but then this happens in reality so what i'm saying is what the shows show is not unreal or surreal it does happen in the society and again there is a distinction between elite academic class versus business class versus low middle class so there are a lot of class distinctions happening there hi guys this is azan samir khan and you're watching me on desis.live so what what do you think what do you think sumi why why does this uh, hatred towards middle class girls exist in indian television and why are they looked down upon actually i think i have a slightly different point of view uh, i think there are two layers to it one uh, one layer is they try to um, reinstate the belief that you know middle class is not good enough because you know the majority of the audience of indian television generally is middle class like the lower middle class the middle middle class the upper middle class so when you you say this narrative you are kind of uh, making this aspirational for the middle class who is watching it you know who is saying that oh i i want to achieve that that upper status in the society because i don't want to be here anymore it's like if you go to a luxury car store and somebody tells you that i'm sorry you cannot buy the car because you cannot afford it or you are not good enough it gives it gives me a goal that oh okay 10 years down the line i am going to come back to the store and i am going to buy this so there is a layer of making the tv shows aspirational for the middle class then there is a second layer of uh, degrading it going it you know defaming it further so that you know so when antagonists talk about middle class in such uh, uh, derogatory way what it does to middle class is it makes them more inclined towards the protagonist it it makes you more invested so when a protagonist fights with the antagonist and the battle is raging on a middle class person thinks it's my personal battle because she just insulted me five episodes back you know so it, it you are more invested in the story because they are selling the story to majority of the middle class you know the the people who are watching tv they are invested in the stories so it's like they show what sells more do you agree so with that i agree with uh, sumi uh, like okay i'll tell you what it's like capitalizing on a demography middle class 40s aunties and uh, they usually watch shows and it's not just indian shows by the way it's all across south asian countries be it pakistani bangladeshi even korean turkish turkish every society matlab every tv shows you go you will find these teams because these are like uh, okay all tv shows are meant for certain demography we know and they usually target the middle class which is the most uh, what do you say uh, most profitable for them because they are the one who's going to watch tv every day at 9 o'clock uh, the rich will you know probably be sitting in a theater somewhere you know watching like though they are not going to be watch they are not going to watch tv shows that is not the demographic so i think they are actually you know uh, what do you say uh, they are discriminating discriminating against the rich so if you uh, look at like uh, it from a perspective like from the 90s when it this uh, indian tv uh, daily show uh, series thing started ekta kapoor was the one who brought this you know middle class thing because i remember in the 90s and 2000 there was not this uh, middle class thing or such shows existed like there were like tulsi parvati kumkum uh, prerna every bahu is middle class okay so this uh, middle class thing started with ekta kapoor and everyone has now catched on to that formula so no one is trying to do anything different they all want that middle class formula to happen again because that's what make your show relatable to the audiences plus so there are so i'll tell you what the best way to deal with it so now we discuss the problem the best way to deal with it would it would be like something that sarabhai versus sarabhai did so i don't think uh, you and scott would know it but sarabhai versus sarabhai is an indian sitcom which is a very popular it's like uh, it's like friends level popular in india so they also have that uh, you know a middle class stereotype that a middle class uh, girl from girl from middle class would be what unhygienic she would wear you know 90s and go out 
she wouldn't care about her dressing she wouldn't keep her home clean you know she would like bargain a lot while uh, while uh, they also take pot shot at the high class and elite like they are very hypocritical they would go on unshun with you know on cocktails you know unshun with cocktails and such things so the best thing would be take pot shots with every class stop this class divide like make shows for the rich make shows for the classes make uh, shows for the class masses and if we in real life and all the shows are exa- exaggerated like no rich people would talk and you know openly insult a middle class person like if you know if you are in lead if you want to insult someone you would do it subtly you wouldn't do dialogue wise that's for sure you'll be very subtle with your thing like oh acha or something like that it would be an expression of you know disgust or something it wouldn't be that dialogue wise ke oh ho oh, you are from you know middle class and such things so i i think this is just capitalizing on the market and it has been the formula has been overstretched now and it needs upgrade um i sure sure so i i i just disagree here in the demographics if we if we talk about 40s i know many of my colleagues many of my friends don't even watch indian show and we all come from middle class it's all, it's also about the eliteness it's also about the educational background here so when i say the class divide i'm not just talking about so in middle class also there's a class divide between elite middle class and the lower middle class and an academic middle class so when when i talk about elite and academics you won't get them to watch such shows you won't have them watching such shows they'll be more mostly into prime and netflix but they'll really watch shows on tv um but i would also like to reemphasize that in 80s and 90s it was not like this i am a 80s kid i'm a doordarshan kid no many of these they may not have seen doordarshan show but i was a doordarshan kid we had shows like udan which talked about journey of a police woman how she became a police officer we had shows like where women enlisted themselves in navy and they showed their journey we have so, shows so like- supriya supriya are you telling me that uh, the shows devolved themselves it, the women in the shows devolved themselves into the state yes, where yes. they are now wearing makeup and all that jewelry and sleeping yes 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 and that is uh, and that happened that because is- because of because of people like ekta kapoor they commercialized mm-hmm. this kind of yeah. mind numbing behavior for women yes yes we had serials like you would believe it we had serials like tara in ctv who was an independent woman who did not care about divorce she all she wanted was her independence her identity we had baneki apni baat we had shows like that which talked about like in the beginning when you mentioned about stereotyping of women and it is a very unfortunate thing being a person who has seen from 70 80s to till now we have i have seen much more progressive shows in my earlier days much more progressive shows which you could relate to where women were stronger women used to kick out women were had their own identity than the shows which are showing so ekta kapoor so i agree uh, with sumi and uh, shreya in that sense that ekta kapoor did bring in commercialization there and she did bring in one formula number 1 saying you know that indian women means indian values yes so small towns so basically why it works is in small towns in the rural areas in your you know even in the urban areas there are certain pockets which are traditional pockets so there this kind of formula number 1 works and this demo, this rule works and all these trps is primarily coming from such such of these pockets but not from the elite pockets uh i'll like to jump in uh, miral here like as supriya said the show tara i was named after a character from that show she know it shreya because at that time that show had a popular character named tara and i think everyone in the 90s named uh, their daughters tara after that character uh, after uh, shreya after that character because that's what i'm saying my mom used to watch it in, in the 80s and 90s she has stopped watching it since 20 years my mom doesn't watch tv and she would like tell me why are you watching this stuff like why do I, why are you wasting your time read books instead 
so that the devaluation the degradation and the degeneration uh, of indian television has is unbelievable we used to have shows like army like they had shahrukh khan as shahrukh khan and irfan khan acting in those shows soaps we had anurag kashyap directing that show we had sham benegal type of level of direction in that shows so the level of direction the level of screenplay writing the level of every technical aspect has gone down dramatically like 20 years ago there was a show called tamas in 70s sorry i'm mistaken tamas which had om puri in it it had it was based on partition like i have not seen such level of you know production in indian television since like many years like only high production show which happened recently was mahabharat maybe and that too because it's a mythological show otherwise the level of production also has gone down a bit like the quality of every production has gone dramatically down Uh, you wanted to say something sumi yes i was just saying i agree with uh, both of them actually so uh, the 80s and uh, 70s 80s even the 90s shows were much more realistic to our uh, intelligence actually we used to connect with it more uh, they were a crisp short uh, like crisp writing uh, no no drama no over you know over dramatic influences nothing like that it was crisp clear with uh protagonist both male and female having a clear viewpoint and there is no um you know this antagonist here what happens in the shows there is always that one person who is whose only job in life is to create mess for the protagonist you know that whole concept was not there before people used to live their own lives in the family you have joint family shows there is there some level of you know discontentment but it was not to the level of uh, uh infusion that is there today so definitely there has been a degradation and i think because there is there was a sudden outburst of television audience in the 9 in the 2000s because if you know um it reached to lot more people than before and only doordarshan was there only few shows used to come just like one hour in a day now it has like 24/7 process 24/7 it has reached every rural area so you know if you take the majority so they are catering to the majority but in that majority we are not there we are left behind because we don't understand that uh, you know those shows anymore hmm. plus not to forget there is a limited shows they used to come bi weekly or once a week the quality that's why was maintained throughout and it was limited period it was on like going on banking on the trp ratings or anything like that i don't like understand that. how I shows think... can go on for 12 years and and still have That's a credible it. story to tell but scott you wanted to say something i'm sorry yeah i did and this is really interesting but i'm having a a a, a difficult time understanding exactly what you're saying because from my experience these this idea of the middle class and putting down the middle class uh, from a western perspective it's a little different it doesn't have that sexist uh element that oh, i'm picking up yeah and what and i'm not saying that this is a constant in western tvs and movies but there is there's definitely this um strain of films and storytelling where the middle class uh whether he's the protagonist or an antagonist he's often an antagonist he's trying to go above his station he's trying to become richer become more powerful become get into this next that next level socioeconomically and i'm in the in the one the one example that comes to mind is the talented mr ripley and i don't know if any if yes. any of you have seen that movie yes. but that's that's the classic example of putting down that that lower middle class or even middle middle class antagonist because he's he's upsetting the order of things so much so that he kills people so um for the for me if you could what is the there seems to be a gap between what i'm talking about and what you're talking about am, am i misreading that or are they the same thing but just from a different perspective help me understand uh why don't you take this question supriya two aspects to it scott what i felt is you know many of these uh, producers they also wanted to show uh, two aspects one is prided prejudice type where you know darcy is a rich man and then uh, elizabeth is a middle class 
she's looked down upon that sexist uh, remarks are there and then uh, Darcy improves so if you see Gul Gul openly admits that most of my shows I try to ape or imitate the pride and prejudice kind of a plot without really understanding what that plot was about that is one aspect the second aspect is why there is a lot of sexism here is um, because it's easier to put down a woman than a man, especially when it comes to a marriage and a family structure. Because a woman is more about family, more about the self-respect, more about the respect of the family and uh, surroundings and maintaining the marriage. So it's easier to put them down. So the writers also find that easy to put that and wave it into the plot. And they wave that into the plot. So there is, there is an inbuilt sexism um, there. And even if you go, like, let, like, for example, I'll give you my example. I'm a single person. I've been told by many people that you're a rebel. That's, that's the first thing which has been told to me. Wait, you've, been, you've been told what? I'm a rebel. He's a rebel. Rebel, okay. I'm a rebel because I've rebelled and I prefer to stay single. So, so it's easier to put down women than men. So, so you, so it does happen. So that is why what what writers do is they just bring in the reality, but they don't bring in the solution. They bring in the problems, but they don't build in the solution. And that is where we are lacking. Okay, so if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying the the, the main thing I, I'm hearing from you, Supriya, is that it's lazy. There's a lazy quality to the writing. It's just easy to put down women. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. It's easy to put down women because you see that. Okay, so, so help me understand how that, how I'm still trying to figure out the, how, how similar or different they are in the West and in India, because what I'm feeling in the West is, and again, it's not everywhere. It's not all the time, but what I'm feeling is that, and we were talking a little bit about the pride and prejudice model, but keeping people down so that, so that we keep just a small number of people at the top. How does, how is that? How is, how is the sexist angle of it? Expand on that for me, expand on that sexist angle. And how are they, how are they the same? How are they part of the same problem? Or are they? Yeah, so basically in the Western, if you are only looking at economics of it, but here you're also looking at the gender divide of it. So many, uh, you know, many traditional families and conservative families, they don't want, you know, the stereotyping of the girls, that the girls to be good, good principles. They want the girls, if girls have families and marriages. So there is that gender divide also. So that is why you, you are seeing both interjects together or intertwined together because uh, that gender divide and uh, the economics of it because believe it or not most of the families still wish that their daughter gets married and if the daughter is unmarried the kind of comments they get the kind of remarks they get is unbelievable and that doesn't surprise me at all, given how many movies and TV talk about just get the get the girl married. Like, I, I get yes. I understand. But how is that a threat to the elites? That I guess that's the best way for me to ask that question. How is that a threat to the elites? You not getting married or you ascending into the middle class? How is that a threat? Because, because, because of uh, of you getting into their space. Uh, you under, do, do you uh, understand how, um, you know, it's just like, it's another form of racism. How, uh, you know, if you've been to a good school, you've been to an elite school, you don't want, you don't want the have nots to be with the haves. You, you don't want, you don't want people who don't ha have access to good education to come in. So we focus on the marriage. We focus on the marriage so we don't have that competition at it's, the top. It's just like, yeah, exactly. hey, this okay. is my club. Okay. I'm, I'm in an all, uh, I'm in Harvard club. And hey, I don't want you to have access to my club because you don't belong here. It's apartheid. So it, you're middle class. Don't come into my class. I'm elite. But uh, oh, I would uh, like that, to say one more thing. Sorry, sorry. But as Sumi and Shreya pointed out correctly, it is over-exaggerated also in Indian shows. Primarily, 
to get the sympathy of the middle class primarily to get the sympathy of the women oh she that poor girl she's getting tortured what will happen next what will happen to her That's so why sad why would they do her? it to women why would they make women so bichari why is a woman bichari why the hell is a woman bichari because men don't watch these shows it's the demographics again it's the women who are watching this show so i'll give it to shreya and sumi they can explain but how many it. women appreciate it? we don't appreciate it we love we love the anoki type and we loved what anoki did yesterday we love yeah, that I, we don't love if anoki had been a bichari and cried we would have hated it hi i'm priyadarshini and you're watching me on desis.live yeah mirror so that is what i said these shows they don't cater to our our interests that is the whole reason that is why we don't watch these shows because as independent women as educated women who have had the privilege of a family who do not put societal pressures on you and also of of being strength of, of having strength in yourself like your your belief i have that belief that i can do whatever i want like as supriya said she believes she can do whatever she wants for women like us to watch a bichari woman is kind of idiotic like why are you suffering through it just get out of it like just say no and go out of it but the majority audience who are there sitting in the rural areas or the you know the socio economic brackets they can relate to it because somewhere down the line somewhere in their lives they have seen it if not with them some of their friends or somewhere in the family it is something they relate to and then but that fight they, becomes their they, but, but time time out right there if they don't know the possibilities they're always going to be in that in that vortex of relating to it forever if they don't know that there is a possibility outside of it i've worked with women all my life if they don't know there's a possibility they don't know there's a possibility of them coming out of it a lot of women stay in that in in that pit of no possibilities because 99% of the time they don't know that they have a chance exactly so that is why this shows this show in particular if you talk about it it shows both the facets it shows a woman like bubbly who is under such torture abuse but she still stays stays in it because of the societal pressures of what the society will think of what the parents will think how will she live her life she's not financially independent at the same time you have a woman like nokhi who fights the same societal pressures but she goes ahead so they are showing a classic distinction so in india we show shows more on the perspective of bubbly but if we start showing more on anokhi's point of view things will start making a change because then you are going to root for anokhi exactly so why why do these regressive uh, shows still still get so much viewership okay so again uh, again no, no, as a statistician uh, i i i have lot of doubts on the trp because i have worked with the trp data needs the data i, I agree all. with i agree with you totally we have gone down this trp drain so many times these trp numbers do not make any sense at all these are don't get her started she come down come down off the trp ledge <laughs> i know Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. You're right. You're right. It's ridiculous. Numbers do not make sense, but You're tell right. me that uh, we still are talking about the middle class <laughs> this entire story of the bichari lurky from the Indian middle class is has gone too far. Now, um I'll tell you from experience that uh, we've spent the last in America we've spent the last 10 years dealing with uh with a lot of attacks on women and what we've learned the reasons and being being activists ourselves and you know scott we've done this a lot uh we've dealt with a lot of names given to women you know one fine day we called uh you know good names one fine, and and we called bad names and what we did with those bad names was we converted the meanings of the bad names into good names and we became became pros at it after a while we also became pros at at uh, really changing the way the world uh, world looked at us as women 
And the attacks on women were so big because our rights went away in certain, certain states, our rights to exist went away in certain states, our basic human rights went away in certain states. The attacks were monumental uh, because however much the world looks up to America, our, our rights were held in, um, were held up by several people um, by just changing a few laws here and there, our rights to even, even get healthcare were taken away. Basic healthcare were taken away. So uh, we fought and what we started were, were several basic measures to change, uh, change the way these people were dealing with women. I mean, literally, if you guys have watched Handmaid's Tale, we were literally going there. We, we were so scared. Remember Women March? Every year we did the Women March. We, the, women march, the Women's March was that monumental for us, for our rights. And Scott would tell you how scary those days were. For I mean, our rights were really going away. So not, was, not because of the marching, times. not because of the marching, but because of what was doing to cause the march. I just want to be clear about that. Absolutely. And yeah. we had men like Scott stand up for us. I mean, we, we we're lucky to be living in a country where 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 so many men believe believe are feminists. We we're lucky to be living in a country where so many men stood by us. They they fought for our rights and so many of of them came forward. So called any any woman who can have a voice was called a nasty woman. Uh, there were other names given to women. Uh, fundamentally, what we did, we turned that name around. Nasty woman is a badge of honor now. So we turned that around into t-shirts. Generations of women wearing t-shirts called nasty women. Nasty woman is a good word. We wear it like a badge of honor. And we got mugs and we, we actually created merchandise around nasty women. So I, I was seriously thinking, how do you turn this middle-class woman around into a badge of honor? Uh, change people's perception around. If, if somebody's gone around and used middle-class as a de derogatory term, how do you change it, change it around into a good term? How do you change it around into somebody who's funky, somebody like Anoki, somebody who can really give it back, somebody who can, who, who, which is not derogatory anymore, somebody who is just the opposite of what they mean it is. Because you got to change the perception. How do you, how do you completely turn it in, on its head? Like we turn nasty women on its head. That's one part. Secondly, what we also did uh, very successfully was we, we grabbed the wallet. Uh, companies, um, um, sponsors, uh, and, and, uh, and corporations that supported uh, narratives that were anti-women, we stopped spending money with them as a country. We, and it, was all, it all happened on, on, on Microsoft Excel. We passed around as women in this country, we passed around a, an Excel sheet amongst each other. The Women's March did it, literally this March did it. We passed around, we had an Excel sheet that we kept updating and we passed around that Excel sheet and us individually stopped spending money with those brands. We, di we didn't buy it. Those brands, women stopped buying those brands. We just decided we're not going to buy, for example, we're not going to buy this brand milk. They went out of business because they were supporting anti-women narrative. They went out of business. They had to change the narrative. A lot of them, a lot of stores had to throw out Mr. Trump's, Mr. Trump's business if they had to live, if they had to stay in business. This is how you grab your wallet. So these are things that we did. I'm just giving you examples of what we did to change the narrative of people to suit our narrative, to, to support women's rights, to talk nicely to us, talk nicely to us. You want to call us nasty women? We're fine with it. Nasty women is a good word from this day on. You want to change the meaning of the word. How are you guys going to change the meaning of middle class? Uh, Tria? Okay. So starting with, like, see, the thing was uh, the middle class had an image in an ITV society, in ITV world. Like, the middle class girls would always wear salwar kameez, would go to a good college, would be a housewife, you know, be a certain good mother, good something like that. Like, so because of Anoki, now people are realizing that women can be different. Like, women can wear jeans and can wear kurti and can wear sari and can, like a woman can have different shapes and that is a middle class woman so she's from Kapoorthala. Kapoorthala is a two-tier city of India so 
the progression that they showed of her dressing that she initially she was wearing only you know a, a desi salwar suit then she progressed and she started wearing dress, uh, appropriate clothing like when she went to for a date she wear a good clothes like good one piece dress when she went to goa she wore uh, jeans when she wore, she wore tunic tops it wasn't like oh my god oh my god a country used to seeing women you know wearing heavy jewelry and going to sleep with that it's a welcome change so first is dressing be it superficial but dressing is important to show a change in indian society Second was the she's not going. At least she's not going to bed wearing jewelry, man. What the <laughs> hell is that in Indian serials? How do women go to bed wearing like, like everything? Wait, what? We did a cartoon what? about it once. Wait, do the do women in the TV shows go to bed wearing jewelry? Yes, I'll send like you a lot of. I really? swear, we, we we did an entire Instagram series on women going to bed wearing jewelry in Indian TVs. TV. It's <laughs> on our Instagram. Scott, I, uh, check dude, it out. Dude, I don't. Okay, all right. I, I, I <laughs> don't yell at me for that not was, being on Instagram. That was hilarious Instagram. because I remember Chandra was watching something and she's like, "What the hell is this? Why did? Why are they doing? Why aren't they wearing? Why aren't they wearing night clothes? And they're wearing they're wearing full jewelry and going to bed wearing doesn't that hurt, jewelry. dude? Seriously, does, like if you if you that? roll around, doesn't you, like no. your skin get caught and things get logic is not obviously that obviously the skin is made of steel. Oh, okay. No, logic is not that strong suit job. It's okay. You should like let that pass. Wait, wait. What's my strong? What's not my strong suit? No, not yours. The writers and the makers of the shows. <sighs> logic is not there. Ah, got suit. it. Logic. Okay. No. Okay. I is that? But is that a? Is that a thing? Is that like a stereotype? That like certain? Or is no. it just some weird thing in TV? Just it's just in your TV. It's it's some okay. kind of sanskari thing to wear jewelry oh. to bed. Oh. Who wears jewelry oh. to bed, dude? One way is that no one is that rich. Even rich people are not that rich that they will wear jewelry. Please. So the first, the first is the jewelry part and the dressing. Second is showing women grief. So what I noticed was in this week, Kanchan was going shopping. She went retail therapy to show her grief, to show let lose her like uh, to let her. I would off. too. I do that all yeah, the time. Same. I would do. Bubbly, Kanchan, and Anoki were parting. Okay, and that's the perfect reaction, according to me, to let out of your let your grief out. In yeah. Indian TV shows, women just cry when they're sad. They're programmed to cry. No, I, 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 whenever I break up, I go I go dancing. Don't you? Oh, works. I, I go dancing. I, I go. I I I go. To, I go to a disco. I dance the whole night. I'm what not going to tell do you what I do. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. What What did you do last time you broke up with a girlfriend? I I, I won't tell Gina, but you can tell you can talk. Oh to no, it's it's completely inappropriate for the show. It it just all the wild ah. things. I did all the wild things. Oh it's, no! Oh now yes! We know. Oh yes! Now we know. We and you know what? Gina. It was great. It was it was awesome. Okay. And, oh, no, no, and no, I no, and no, I, no, I no, please, awesome. ladies, do all the wild things. Please do all the wild things. I want you to. Yeah. So or or don't. Uh, or don't. Special advisors do the wild things. Yeah. So yeah. Just do it or don't. Go shopping. Do what you like. I have no. I don't, I'm not going to tell you. Just stay at home and cry. I'm not going to yeah. say that. No one cries. So, so basically, Shabu's shock was this: these middle class girls. They're not doing. Yeah. They're not doing. They're doing unmiddle class things like dancing and, and drinking. Yeah. Oh my God! Let me spark the drink. <laughs> okay. Let me do something like, unmiddle class to them. No, that's the high class thing to do, huh? To spike a drink. Like the, apparently, oh, everyone is a druggie. Yeah, everyone is druggie, and they're high. All high class people are druggie, and they're carrying uh, like drugs, rupees that, around. So that's that, 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 that's that's not fair. Like not all high class things do. High class people do drugs, but yeah, that's not fair. That's not a fair assumption. However, how unmiddle class are they? They're not crying. Exactly. They're dancing. Like she got out of abusive relationship. How is she happy? How is she happy of getting out of an abusive relationship? She should just cry. That's no, against she, the rules. She doesn't know. She she doesn't know what's going on with them. But but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I got to tell you, I was watch. I was catching up on the show, and um, I had I skipped ahead because you can do that with Shoria or Anoki. You can skip ahead and still be fine. 
But when they're sitting there on the, they're sitting that's there. Because have, we are updating you on everything. That's why. Yeah, but You're you can still. That way. Yeah, but you can still skip ahead. You can. A this anyway, you can. what? This week you can because okay. there is no sure here. Next week he'll be back. You won't, huh? All right, all right, that's fair. But when, when they were sitting there on the rooftop, um, uh, or outside, whatever, and and they had talked about shopping, I was completely confused. I, I have to admit, I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. I understood that uh, Bobbly and her husband broke up and he was a jerk. So that's, that was a good thing. But the whole shopping thing, I didn't understand that. And you're telling me now that that was a, that is a progressive way to explain that she was grieving and going. Th yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get it. I thought, what's the, what's, what's the shop? You what? didn't hear the glass shielding shatter. Right? I did because not. You're right. I did not, but that was cool. Okay. That's Even cool. Not supposed to cry. They can't shop. Man. Okay. Wow. I I understand the whole. Uh, I left my asshole husband. So, and I just feel good about it. Like I get that. That part I understand. But the shopping was awesome. Part didn't that that I didn't. I didn't connect that dot. So now okay. Now yeah. What you thank you. Know, what you didn't know now you know. Yeah, thank you. All right. I'm going back to listen. Totally. Did you did you like the last we were talking about the last scene when Davy Davy gives uh Anoki money? Did you did you like that scene? I, I thought when she said she gives her the money and then says go away. Now get out of our lives. Um I thought that was just typical Davy evil crazy. Is you know, that's I I, I really crazy. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's half the time I don't know what to think in this show. I really don't. I don't, I, it's like, what am I not getting? Is this some Indian thing that I'm just like the dumb white guy that doesn't get it? Like, I, I just, so when she hands her the money, I was like, do you take it? Do you not take, like, you know, does she need the money? I don't, I don't know. So I just sit back and go, wow, this, 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 this is crazy. That's what I thought. Then uh, did you? I have a different uh, context to the dressing pad. If you would like me to, sure, you know, sure. I carry. I wear a salwar kameez and I wear it with pride, because salwar kameez does not define my thoughts. I feel comfortable in it, but I'm a modern woman. I'm totally modern in my thoughts. I'm totally modern, and this I got from my mother. She wore sari in 60s and went to US, traveled all over the world in a sari. She drank wine. She went with her colleagues. She did parties, but she was in a sari. She was proud of her dressing, but all she said, my thoughts need to be open. It does not matter what I dress. So if I want to turn my middle class mentality, it doesn't matter how I dress. It matters how I think. I completely agree with her. Totally. Hey, dressing doesn't matter. I go around. I live, I've, I've lived here like I've lived, lived in America, what, 25 years or whatever. I swear to God, I, don't, I go out wearing my kurta. I wear whatever the hell I please. I really don't. Nobody, nobody really cares what you wear. It's how you turn up. It's, it's ultimately the person you are. You need to be comfortable with the person you are. Having said that, it. I really need to, we need to do something about this middle class and I leave it to the fan club to come back to us with ideas and we'd help you execute. How do you convert this entire taboo of middle class girls into something positive? I gave you ideas. Now come back to us and how are you going to convert that taboo of middle class into something positive? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to make videos uh, of, of, of- Are you going to make t-shirts? Are you gonna make t-shirts? Are you gonna, are you gonna what are you gonna do about being middle class? I live by only one, I live by one main motto, which my mother taught me. My parents taught me. You are you. I am I. That's it. That's great. But you also need to take it out there and 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 make sure that no other girl, no other woman, nobody else in this entire ecosystem that you operate in ever feels uh smaller because somebody calls her middle class and that is the job that we are giving you today fan club have fun and thank you so glad you guys could be with us on this panel thank you thanks so much for, for having us thanks god for the lovely having you thank you so much i i learned a lot next thank week you again lovely <laughs>
talking with you. Thank you, Thank you, Scott. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.